you are the only one who needs to be able to justify it, to validate it so that you can be happy not only now with that choice, but in the years to come as well. So use this episode to go either way. You know, what is your gut telling you? What do you want to prioritize? Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. This has to be one of the most requested episodes and today is the day we get to figure it out. Should you travel or should you buy a home first? Which is the best answer? I've not only pulled in my own thoughts and opinions for this episode, but I've actually pulled in the perspectives and the experiences of two one-up listeners, which is so exciting. Alana and Ali have both agreed to come on and talk about their home buying experiences and their traveling experiences and just give us some perspective into if we're weighing up this decision, you know, and it doesn't just have to be traveling, but you know, using a deposit amount of money, using this like large sum of money we have, do we want to use it to go on our overseas adventure and live up our youth and do the whole overseas experience? Or do we want to invest in a financial asset and into our financial future? Neither of which I believe after doing, you know, these interviews are right or wrong. It really is just going to depend on your goals, the timing of your life uh, and so forth. But it is important to hear the perspectives of those who have been there before us and what they sort of think about it now and hear their perspectives with hindsight and a bit of reflection. So we're going to be covering it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, of choosing sort of either side and what that has meant for people's futures, how they feel about that, are there any regrets and how can we make that decision for ourselves? So once again, thank you Alana and Ali, thank you to everyone like in general in the world who's always willing to take their time and share their thoughts about their financial experiences to disclose I suppose to just vulnerably open up about why they're spending money the way that they are because it really helps give those of us who are also trying to make those decisions just a little bit of context a little bit of perspective about what would be right for us because ultimately we do have to make this decision on our own like we do have to decide and be able to justify yes that was the right choice for me and I feel good about that because you want to feel good about your own choice you don't want to feel like you made a decision because someone else said you should or you felt like that was the right thing to do or you know you felt pressured into any any of these things you want to feel that you genuinely made this choice because it was the best option for your goals and your life and that's what I want to help you all get to today. So I made the call out on Instagram. I asked, I need someone who has chosen travel over buying a home and I need someone who's chosen buying a home over travel. And I got so many variations of those stories, which I wasn't expecting, but it makes complete sense, of course, that sometimes it wasn't maybe about travel, but it was about some big purchase like that, or it was they did both and now they kind of have a perspective on 
how they did that. So I asked these two gals to come on if they would be willing and share their perspectives because I thought it was super interesting. So I've got Alana up first and Alana's situation, which she sort of explains, was a little bit different because she had an apartment already and then decided to sell up and go traveling. Let's hear what she thinks. Cool. So I am Australian and I lived for about the past five years in New Zealand. So I kind of traveled, I'm 30 now and I traveled quite a lot uh, since I left school. And my partner and I had been living in New Zealand for five years and we kind of felt like we had this uh, like almost like period of time where we wanted to go and travel for an extended period of time uh, just because like we don't have kids yet and we were kind of feeling a little bit maybe restless in New Zealand like this was going to be a really good opportunity for us and when would we get an opportunity like this again to go and travel for 12 months. And at the time when we started thinking about this, we had an apartment in New Zealand. And I think it's important to kind of note that that apartment was never like a forever, like it was a studio apartment. It wasn't like it was some big grand house or anything like that. Um, But really we kind of had to sit down and do the budgeting behind it of kind of roughly how much would it cost for us to be overseas for 12 months at least. And would we be able to say, keep the apartment and rent it out or Airbnb it? And we, yeah, it kind of was one or the other pretty much. It was either keep the apartment, uh, potentially rent somewhere else, but then rent out that apartment or it was sell the apartment to then fund these travels. So I think as I had the experience of traveling before, I knew what I stood to gain from traveling long-term. So I think I could make a really good informed decision. Yeah. Through that process. It was in a way an obvious decision and I think I've always valued investing in myself first and foremost while I'm young and because I've seen in the past of A, what I've gotten out of travel from a personal perspective and how much it's taught me about myself and what I then want to do say next in my life in my career. But I think I really recognized that uh, for my partner as well, because it it had to be a joint decision. It wasn't just me worrying about myself. So I think that's kind of important to, to highlight He'd never taken a gap year before and he'd kind of done a lot of traveling with me, but he hadn't done that longer term travel. And we both stood to gain both as a couple from, okay, what do we want to do in the next phase of our life? Where do we want to be in the world? Do we want to move somewhere else? Are we going to come back to New Zealand? We didn't have the answers to any of those things. And we knew we weren't going to get them by staying doing what we're all currently doing. And I think one thing that probably doesn't get spoken about enough with travel is really just the pure logistics of it, of what happens when, you know, it's it's all fun to think about the exotic destination and all the cool things you're going to do there. But I know for me at this age, I don't, want to not be advancing in my life. And yes, while it may not be financially right now, I'm advancing my life. I very much came into this year, like intentional of this has to have a purpose. This isn't just like flitting around for the sake of um, getting a great Instagram photo or something like that. So while yes, it was a, a difficult decision in some ways, I think it was just a natural decision to make based on the logistics of this is something we really want to do that we know if we do it now, we can kind of keep um, getting the benefit of it, if that makes sense, over the long run. So it would be easy for me to go, okay, I'll keep the hat, we'll keep the apartment and we'll save longer and we'll do whatever, we'll work for another five years and then we'll do it. But I kind of look at it as if I do it now, I get to keep gaining from the experiences I have, from the fun I have, from the clarity I have about what I want for my life. I kind of see it as the sooner I do it, the better. I always think of like, what's the point? 
if you don't know what you're working for or you don't know what it is you really I think it's hard to know exactly what you want from your life. Like I spent most of the last probably 10 years knowing what I didn't want and just avoiding that while I kind of found out what I did want. But I think you really have to stretch yourself a little bit and get a bit uncomfortable because otherwise you do just take the natural path of I'm going to go into my career. I am going to like really invest and I'm going to, I'm going to build those financial assets. But I'm kind of like, I kind of like play that out in my head of what does that then look like in let's call it 20 years. Right what would it look like if I were to go and invest this time and this money in myself now, the clarity I can gain from that about the assets I actually want, the assets I need and what I get the most enjoyment from. I just kind of think that yes, while financially it means I take a step back now, I kind of look at it over the long run and go, I'm going to be so much more, I want to say like aligned kind of with what I want out of my life through doing this as opposed to kind of basing it on, I hope this works out. Like, I hope this is what I want. And I hope that what I'm working towards now works out. And we've been kind of, we've been away from New Zealand for six months, but this kind of last stint has been about two months because we spent some time in Australia with family. And the, like the insights I've gained about myself and what I want from this next phase of my life are insane. Like just about what I do want, what I don't want, my next moves in my career, even from a house perspective, what I really want in a house from an investment perspective, what kind of level of funds do I need to live to be able to live the lifestyle I want to live? That to me, I shrunk that into two months of time as opposed to if I had, we had a stay in New Zealand, I think with the apartment we had, we were already going backwards in New Zealand, if that makes sense. So because of, I think the rising cost of living there, we were living in Cardrona, which is between Queenstown and Wanaka up in the mountains with the cost of living there and we had to use a lot of fuel because of our location, just getting between places, my partner going to work. The funny thing was we were kind of going backwards financially anyway by being there. And while yes, we did have an asset that was appreciating in value, we'd bought it during the pandemic. And so we got it for a great price and then it had increased in value anyway. And we kind of looked at it as we can pretty much take the profit that we make off this sale and that can fund our gap year more or less. And it just, when we started looking at it like that, we're like, well, we don't really, apart from maybe financially, we don't really stand to gain much more by staying in this current financial position that we're in anyway. What it really came down to was we could have made it work both ways if we had to. We could have kept the apartment and traveled. It would have looked different insofar as it might've been that we'd have to base ourselves in a place and like we do house sitting, like it might've been that we had to do longer term house sits and things like that to really reduce our, our daily costs. But what I kept coming back to was the apartment really felt like an anchor and that I wouldn't then be able to make the most of the year of traveling. And it would have almost been like half in half out. So I would have been worried that we would be in Japan and received an email one morning from, let's say we had a property manager to say, hey, there's damage or, hey, we've had leaks or something like that. And to me, I was like, I just feel like this is what I need from my life right now. I want to be totally free of those you know, obligations or whatever it was. And it may well have turned out perfectly. And then I would have looked back in five years time and been like, thank God we kept the apartment, right? You're never going to know what the alternative was and how that would have worked out. But I know for me, 
it just was going to be such a weight off my shoulders to not need to worry about, okay, we need to make sure there's X number of dollars there to be able to pay for any repairs, like urgent repairs, to be able to pay the mortgage, all that sort of stuff. And it was quite a low mortgage because of the size of the apartment. But to me, it was just uh, almost like the unknown variables were so much higher with keeping the apartment or we could only then go so confidently into traveling longer term. Whereas if we kind of sold it and we're done with it, then yeah, I just think we were in a much better position from a mental, even a mental perspective to not have it. So we just landed in the States a couple of days ago. So we were in Japan and South Korea for a couple of months doing some snowboarding and pretty much eating. That was all we did. Um, But we're in Oceanside in California. So for anyone that watches the show Animal Kingdom, basically it's the only reason why we came here because this TV show is based here. So it's a really beautiful beach town. It's like absolutely stunning. I don't even think about it anymore. And that is like the, the honest truth because when you sent through the questions for me, You know, when you like finish um, school and it's probably slightly different in New Zealand, but in Australia, when you finish school, you get like a grade at the end of it, like a number out of 99.95. And it's pretty much what your school was for high school. And you worry about it all the time when you're in your final years of school about what school you're going to get, because it will determine what you can do at like university and stuff. But then everyone tells you, you won't even remember your score like two years after high school. And you think, yeah, yeah, like that won't happen. I realized when you sent those questions through, I was trying to think of what we sold the apartment for and it took me like five minutes to work out what we'd actually done, how that process went down. When I was in the like phase of trying to sell it, it was really stressful. Like it was an emotion, complete emotional roller coaster because not only were we selling the apartment, our ability to do this year away was hinging on whether that happened. So it was like this massive kind of like three to six month period of limbo where it was like, are we going? Are we not going? Is the place going to sell? Is it not going to sell? Because it would have looked very different if we couldn't have sold the place. But honestly, when I look back now, I think I really know that it was the right decision because I I can't even remember the specifics around the situation of when we were making that decision of like, what was the price of the property? What was the settlement date? Things like that. And to me, that's just like a sign of, I've kind of gone, we made the decision, we made that one decision and now we're moving on with the consequences and it's worked out really well. And as I said, we've just learned so much, I think already that's going to give us the complete confidence moving into the next phase of our lives. And that then, you know, when we do buy the next house, we're going to be so much clearer on what we actually want and need. So I think from an advice perspective, it really is understanding that for some people travel just won't be for you and that's okay. And you don't need to feel like you're missing out. But if there is that sneaking suspicion that you would like to do it, I have really met a person that even though it may not have been what they expected, that has actually regretted going and traveling sooner rather than later. And I think I always have that example with my parents of being like, you should go and do it now. We had to wait because we had kids young and then, you know, we're not traveling now until they're in their late fifties and beyond. And I think I've just always had this unwavering belief that I would rather do it now with consideration of the financial impacts of my future and to make sure I'm not like jeopardizing my financial well-being, but knowing that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I truly, no one does know exactly what's going to happen, that I would rather do it because I know it feels right for me now than try and make a, like a log, a purely logical decision of financially, it makes more sense for me to do something else. How interesting is that perspective. I think Alana is someone who I already knew her and I know that she has a very grounded, wise, um, admirable, admirable perspective on travel and life and personal development, one that I really enjoy listening to. And so she touched on so many points there that I agree with as someone who has traveled um, and also isn't 
looking to buy a home soon, I suppose. So keep that in mind because that might not be you. And to her point at the end, you know, this whole traveling thing might not actually be for you and shorter trips might work. So different sacrifices will work for different people, you know, and we'll kind of talk more about this as we get into the episode. But I really appreciate how much hindsight she can give us because she's been in both positions. She's had the apartment, she's done the traveling, and now she's doing the traveling again. Something I also really love about Alana is that she clearly knows her values. She knew what was appropriate for her situation and that is so important because you need to be able to justify it mostly to yourself. It doesn't matter about other people and what they think, but what do you think of your decision? Alana knew that the value of traveling was more important to her at this stage in her life than what that financial asset was going to give her. And it kind of makes the concept of, you know, sacrificing what we want now for what we want later. It makes that come up in my mind because if you think about that concept in the context of this situation, well, you know, we should be prioritizing the financial asset because we need to sacrifice all the fun things we want to do now to be able to have that structured, stable financial future or whatever. But also you never know what's going to happen in the future. So you do just need to be sure of what you want to do now to avoid that regret you know I I've always been a believer and this is with smaller decisions so don't hold me to it for something like this but I have always been a believer that you can't regret a decision that felt genuine in the moment you know if you decided to do something and later on you look back and you're like that probably wasn't the right choice but at the time it was right it was the right choice for you and you justified it and you thought it out or it's hard to fully regret something like that because you did the best you could with the information you have and I think it's really important to have that solid view of what's important to you now. Very interesting as well how Alana describes what advancing her life means to her and that it actually is travel and not keeping her apartment and this isn't going to be the case for everyone but it was the case for her you know often we think that advancement is is this going to help us with our financial future is this going to help us grow our like stability of wealth and and kind of have build a good foundation for the future but maybe a way to think about it in a way it seems like she thinks about it is is this an experience experience that will continue to contribute to my personal growth and the person I want to be. Again, it just comes down to your values. And the last point I thought that was really interesting was her talking about just committing to your decision. And I remember listening to an episode of Do Fucking Mind by Alexis Fernandez, who I've had on this podcast. And she was saying that because she's studied neuroscience. And one of the facts I think that I remember her saying is that you're a lot less likely to regret the first decision you make and so I think there's a lot of weight that needs to be given to that gut feeling of what from your perspective is right once you've sort of weighed up the necessary elements. So that's what I learned from Alana's situation and I'm going to go to Ali now and hear her perspective on uh, the same things except the other way around. She decided to sacrifice other things, maybe it was travel, maybe it was other spending, maybe it was moving overseas to buy her home. Let's hear what she has to say. So my partner and I had been living in flats in Wellington for about two years. Um, And rather than moving into our own rental when the rental crisis was starting to become very real and rent in Wellington um, for our own place was 
starting to also become astronomical and as you can imagine it's now worse we started to have a think about what we could do to invest in our future and we started floating the idea of buying a house around July 2020 because we just were looking we were over the uh, living in flats uh, but we weren't really too sure what our next steps would be Uh, but Obviously, post the first COVID lockdown, traveling and many other things were off the cards. We did uh, have, you know, pretty decent savings and we had boosted our KiwiSaver probably about 12 months prior to the top percentage. So that was looking quite good too. So then we started going through the process in about October 2020 to see if, you know, through the banks, if that would be possible or not with Uh, all the income that we earn and then our savings and everything and so obviously yes that was fine and we started to put offers in on properties and it was quite a long slow process so we ended up offering on five properties unsuccessfully over the course of about four or five months and then took a break between Christmas because there wasn't really anything on the market and then property number six in Feb 2021 ended up going through so we now own a three-bedroom one bathroom very much original 1970s home uh, and it's needed a lot of work Um, but as you can imagine it still cost an eye-watering price we did however get a really good interest rate on our loan and fixed it until March 2024 so I think that definitely helped with I guess the ability to service the loan um, ended up being less than what we'd be paying for our own um, house of a similar size in Wellington if we were to rent. I think a lot has changed now. I mean, at the time, it was definitely the right um, decision. And I'm definitely more into traveling than, say, my partner would be. But, like, we've poured so much time, money, and energy into making this house a home. We've done so many renovations and improving the value of our asset. But it is honestly really exhausting as well. I think that's something that people have to remember is that, you know, if you're buying a first home, a lot of the time it's not going to be your forever home. It's not going to be a perfectly brand new home. So you will have to spend particularly time, not even necessarily the money thing, because we have done lots of it ourselves. So, yeah, there's definitely a massive amount of man hours that's gone into lots of the work that we've been doing and yeah I'm really someone that loves travel and values it so the fact that I'm now I guess seeing seems to be every third person um I talk to or see online is off on their OE in Australia or to the UK and at 24 I'm starting to think you know maybe I can't do that because I've got a house um obviously that's not true it just makes things a bit trickier and it's it's different now so I definitely think we will go do our form of an OE at some point in the next couple of years but we've also over the time that we've owned this house um adopted a rescue German Shepherd so as you can imagine that's not something that we take lightly and we can't just very easily get on a plane to the UK um despite my partner being Um, a dual citizen of the UK we can't just move our 40 kilo dog across the world very easily so it might just mean that if we want to do an OE it might have to be in somewhere like Australia that we know we can get him over to quite a lot easier and stress-free and giving him to family or sending him somewhere else isn't an option for us because he has been passed around um, to a few homes prior so yeah it's I'm a firm believer that everything 
happens for a reason it just looks a lot different for us now so it's just that we've probably my original plans of maybe how I thought my 20s would be has veered off course but that's okay that doesn't mean to say that that's the only path that I can take because still in my mid-20s still lots of time to um, change that path and still get everything I want out of life I definitely want to do an OE of some kind and I think the fact that we've gone and bought the house early does give us some kind of financial security so we can go over and we can you know spend a year living in Australia for example we can rent our house out happily and would um, very easily find tenants because we'd be happy to have animals in our property and everything like that and we could be confident that someone else was Um, you know helping to pay off the mortgage while we're away and then we could come back and still have that um, security of we have a permanent um, location to call home. My advice would be to evaluate and decide what kind of life that you want to live because like you say at some point in time both options are available to you if you put in you know the hard work but if you want to invest in your future early on and maybe go travel a bit later like what my partner and I are thinking about doing whether that's in your late 20s or even your early 30s um, then I would definitely go for the house like we have but then if you you know if you want to be the young and carefree um, person that goes traveling then that's totally cool as well um and either way the other option will always be there for you when you get back and like I was saying before the only difference for us will be that when we do decide to go overseas we do have our asset that we can rent out and I definitely feel more secure being able to do that um but then I guess I also want to preface it by saying that I think being in a long-term relationship has played a big part of this decision too because obviously you've got two people that can go in um, with the finances on buying a house so it makes it a lot more achievable than if you were on your own and then I was thinking about it and if I was um, you know single over the past couple of years I definitely don't think I would have bought a house and I would probably be somewhere in Europe right now but who knows because yeah hindsight's a wonderful thing and I still believe that everything works out how it should so there's no timelines it's not a race I still have to remind myself that I don't have to have all the answers at 24 and also if you head down a path um, that you think is totally for you and then you work out that it's actually doesn't make you happy then you can change that path Um, nothing's really set in stone Thank you, Ellie. I am loving coming in here and commentating. It's such a, it's just so nice. Let's just hear someone else's thoughts. I loved Ellie's perspective because it seems to me like she has a very balanced view, especially as someone so young. You know, she bought this home with her partner when she was 22 years old and now really has that perspective of reflecting at this time in her life that she's now satisfied with this decision and these are all of kind of the reasons why and actually funny funnily enough we recorded this a week I think before she headed off to uh, a competition in the states and then did like a massive traveling stint so she's definitely not going without travel in that sense. It's pretty clear to me that you know, the downfall to both options is sacrifice. There's always going to have to be a sacrifice to do with timing. 
you know, whether or not you purchase the home now or later or go traveling now or later is one of those things that you might want to weigh up when you go to make such a huge commitment either way. Also, I think you end up kind of doing different versions of those things. So you might not move overseas after you've bought a home. You'll always live in New Zealand or you feel like you want to be committed to New Zealand, but you might do shorter stints overseas. You know, there's just sort of more things to consider when you go overseas as to how the asset is going to be looked after, taken care of, and still continue to contribute to your overall financial future, which is why you invested into it in the first place. Ellie taught me that, you know, it's possible to do whatever you want. It's just going to become harder in different ways depending on what you want and there are different versions of doing the things that you want. A lot of variables play into this situation as well. You know, for example, Ellie's house needed a lot of work. They've invested a lot of time into their property. Maybe that means there's more of an emotional connection than there would be with a new build like what Alana had. Uh, there's They also have a dog, you know, which of course adds that extra layer of commitment to the place that you're in. Alana didn't have a dog or other dependents. Her property, like I said, was an apartment, so maybe less maintenance and renovations. All of these things will impact decisions. And so it's not about what's right or wrong. It's about what's right in the context of your life. You know, having the experiences of both of these gals on here and having them talk about their decisions is not to compare either of them as a right or a wrong and to establish what makes more sense for them because to me they're both very satisfied with their decisions it's more how does this perspective add a layer of context to our life and help us to maybe feel more satisfied in the decision that we ultimately want to make and I think Ellie is exactly right that she still has so much time and a part of me does really wonder you know is it actually more worthwhile to just purchase the home and have that asset despite having the liability of debt and all of that kind of thing just so you have it under your your belt but also why bother with that when you if you don't have any dependence and you don't have something tying you down to New Zealand when you can just let go of that and fully be present in a time overseas with none of that commitment uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to weigh up and it's not a decision I'm really, well, technically I am weighing it up, but I've already decided what I want and traveling is always going to be more important to me at this stage in my life. I also think to Ali's point, it's much harder to get into a home on your own and that's not something I have the financial means for right now, but also not something I want to prioritize financially right now. And I know that about myself but I set up my financial future in other ways. Overall, I'm so glad that speaking with them, they seemed very sure of their choices, both of which were calculated and well thought out. And I love that for them. I love that they really put that thought into what was right. I think at the end of the day, no matter what you end up choosing, you want to be able to justify why it was right for you. That way the regret is a lot less likely to occur. You know, it comes back down to those financial fundamentals. Understanding and knowing your why with your finances will really influence your choices and ultimately make them a lot easier to make because you have that clarity over what is important to you. You know the direction that makes sense. So you can kind of decide, is this choice more or less aligned with that direction and what I want for our life? Again, you can do both. It's possible, but timing and sacrifice are factors. 
and it's not going to come without patience and hard work. I guess, yeah, it just depends what you want. If you're weighing up the two choices, I've got a couple of tips from the patterns of what we've been speaking about from their experiences. The first one is to understand what you value and therefore what you want to prioritize first. For example, experiences while you're young and without dependence and responsibilities might be your priority, something you want to value, or setting yourself up with a financial asset earlier in life and working around that is what's important to you. Again, neither is right or wrong generally, but one of them is going to be more suitable for your situation. Run some math like Alana did. You know, what will the mortgage cost be? Can you budget in travel savings alongside servicing that loan? If it's going to take you a further five years to do the travel that you want to do, are you willing to wait? Are you okay with that? Is that worth it? Or, you know, on the other hand, what is travel going to cost you? How long will it take to remake that? within your deposit figure are you happy to wait to do that and to have that house later on it's all about having some really honest conversations about what you want I had so many people message me about this on Instagram and there were lots of people who were like Ali bought a home through COVID and have no regrets it set them up so well and they are really really satisfied with their decisions there are other people though that don't regret it But they say that if they were to make the decision now, they wouldn't make the same decision. They would have gone traveling. They said that, you know, you never regret traveling, but you traveling early, but you always regret settling early was something I remember someone else said. Other people who had chosen to go on long OEs but didn't plan it out the way they wanted to came back and had to reset financially and it really held them back. I think I can relate to that a lot after coming back from Bali and that was only five months, you know, across Thailand and and Bali and I have been set back majorly. I mean, one of the reasons is because I sold literally my entire life before leaving and that's another story. But definitely having a bit of a plan and and running some figures is going to make so it's going to make it a lot easier to make the right decision for you. I have an assumption that a lot of people listening to this episode might be looking for a justification either way. You know, they can't decide. They're like, oh, this episode will hopefully back up what I'm already considering because deep down in your gut, you already know what you want. You just want someone to help validate that decision. We have all been there with every kind of decision. But the thing is, you are the only one who needs to be able to justify it, to validate it so that you can be happy not only now with that choice, but in the years to come as well. So use this episode to go either way. You know, what is your gut telling you? What do you want to prioritize? Thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of The One Up Project. Leave your rating and review. I'm so keen to hear from you. It also really helps me out. If you're on Spotify, you can leave a little question or comment in the, like, box below which would be really fun to hear about otherwise message me over on instagram at the one up project and we will talk next week see you later thank you so much for listening to this episode of the one up project if you want to find more stuff just like this check out our other apps or follow us at the one up project on instagram or tiktok see you there Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. 
everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice, then please seek advice from a professional.